Welcome to another episode of Records Revisited, a podcast dedicated to the magic of music. I'm your DJ, your MC, the host on the East Coast. I'm Ben Montgomery. Joining me is the man who'd like to thank you all for nothing, nothing at all. Here's Mr. Misunderstood himself and my co-host from the left coast, Wayne Fugate. Hola, Ben. I mean... See, that was the introduction I had in mind for you had you joined Jeff and I on the Wilco episode. And I could say that I was there and you guys couldn't prove otherwise. That was a Wilco love fest that I couldn't have worked my way into if I'd have tried. No, you probably you probably could not have. Um, uh, what, what did you think of the episode now that it is uh, it is live? It's uh, out there for everyone to, to listen to. I I loved it. I I was waiting for you to when they you guys played Passenger Side. I was waiting for you to tell them how that was Wayne's favorite song, and it just never happened. No, I, I was wished I was wishing for a comment section. Yes, I will readily admit that that was that was a Wilco love fest. Both Jeff and I are are huge Wilco nerds. Um, and, and for people who haven't decided that, yeah, that Wilco episode is one I'm probably not going to listen to. I would tell you that it's an episode that isn't just about Wilco. We do talk about our wives, um, how they're saints, difficulties of relationships, sharing music with kids. I finally share my Leslie Feist story. <laughs> and I, I, I really enjoyed the conversation. I think people who like music in general will really dig it as well. I, I agree. I, I listened to the whole thing in one sitting. Not that Scott Cookson could do it, but I can, and uh, it was a uh, it was entertaining. It's fun and, to listen and it, to, and it was probably a good good thing that you weren't on the episode. I mean, Jeff and I can both be alpha males, especially when it comes to talking about Wilco. So you probably would have maybe have gotten six words in. I, I'm pretty alpha dog, also, but my I would have gotten frustrated and started dropping f bombs, and all you would have heard was clowns, clown horns. <laughs> it's been a while since I've had to throw the uh, clown horn edit into into an episode so yeah it's good y- you know what we haven't done yet no we haven't asked the question so what shirt are you wearing i'm wearing my alarm tour summer of 2018 shirt that you uh purchased me uh this this previous summer so i am wearing my wilco 20th anniversary t-shirt this is from the last time i saw wilco back in 2016 so I am I am showing a little Wilco love. I felt a little weird about wearing the Wilco shirt on the Wilco podcast. And now, thanks to our last episode that we recorded with Ira, he was okay with wearing the shirt of the band that you're going to see. So I guess I, I got a little validation and I, and I should have just worn the Wilco shirt for that episode. I just uh, I just didn't want to be that guy. Well, and look what guy you turned out to be. Yeah, well, yeah. But yeah, that was that was a really fun episode. Uh, Jeff is going to join us for another episode coming up uh, for our uh, Cameron Crowe soundtrack month when we talk about singles. You know, we, we even talked about how we were going to get into his day job of being co-owner of Outpost Media. We, we touched briefly on the documentary that he did, but we didn't even say what the documentary was about. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll have him on another episode. And, um, you know, when we do the episode about the band that you just saw the other night, 
we'll have to have Jeff on that episode because I think he is a bigger fan of the posies than I am. And I know he's going to give me crap for the last episode that we just recorded because I was so focused on Regatta de Blanc that I totally forgot. I, Amazing disgrace. I for, forgot oh. a very important, very important um, Posies, Posies album. So I, I, I am, I'm feeling disgraced. That's why you should. So given that, well, given that, how was, how was the Posies? Uh, amazing. I went there uh, not knowing what to expect and, uh, they're, they got a great, uh, chemistry, obviously playing that, you know, knowing each other so many years and playing for so long. Um, it's just the two of them on guitar, uh, can will play piano on a couple. It, they played my, my, I wasn't sure they would do it. Cause I kind of checked some set list and I didn't see them play my favorite song. And so when they played, I may hate you sometimes they had me from there on after I was, I was, uh, I was sky high after they played that. Such a good song. Yeah, I've I've seen it a few times in in concert, and it is it's really great. So, and I did look at your set list. That was a pretty stellar set list. Like they brought it that night. So I'm 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 super jealous. Yeah, yep. Uh, forward that to me because I couldn't find the set list. I was curious on a couple of songs that I didn't recall, and I will say uh, the venue is amazing. It's called uh, Fawcett Hall at Alma Mater in downtown Tacoma. Um, they it's something they renovated but it's uh 500 500 people standing 300 people seated so super intimate i mean we were kind of to the looking at the stage we were to the right and maybe five or six rows back and it was still like you were standing in front of them uh great venue awesome all right so uh this is our 45 episode so we're not covering a full album on this we'll we'll talk about a few singles that uh, we're uh, we're highlighting for this month's episode. I did want to cover a few things on on this mini episode. You uh, you paid attention to any of this kiss drama <laughs> between, I, uh, <clears throat> between Ace Freely and Gene Simmons? I ha- I have I've updated myself on it. I hadn't been following it. I considered going to the show. A friend of mine um, we considered going because I've never seen them live. As big as a fan as I was when I was a kid. Um, and even my early teens, I never saw them live. Got close in 78 and didn't, uh, didn't, and uh, considered it. And I'm glad I didn't. What Gene Simmons is just a colossal douchebag. Uh, I'm glad I didn't go give them any of my money. I've, I've been following, um, so, so one of the podcasts that I listen to is the Pods and Sods Network. Every year they did a, um, 12 Days of Kissmas. And they've they've done it for like I don't know three or four years in a row, and and one of the co-hosts is just kind of over it. Like he's he's now I saw on Facebook he is selling his Kiss collection. Um, he's regretting being a Kiss fan over the years, and uh, it's just been been crazy to 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 watch this. And and really the band is in complete denial that they are now too old to be touring. Like. You can you can totally tell from some of the videos that um, some fans have made of being at some of these shows that they are totally using backing tracks, but they're denying it. Like I, I would almost feel better if they would just go, "Yeah, you're right. We're in our 70s now, and we need some help." But the fact that that Gene is just so in denial and and Paul is 
so much in denial of no, we're not using backing tracks. We're 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 good. Colossal douchebag. All right, let's let's move on to uh, to 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 more fun topics. So uh, we've got some new music by my muse. Jenny Lewis has a new album coming out in March. First single off of the the, the record called Red Bull and Hennessy is out, and I love it. And here here's a little clip. We've been chance to listen to the song i i did i also will say when i read your notes i thought oh my god he's taking up drinking that's a bizarre drink to take up but i'm i'm all for it but then i listened to this <laughs> then i listened to then i typed it in because i was like i wonder if that's got a name and then first thing that came up was jenny lewis and so but uh yeah i i enjoyed it uh i'm really looking forward to that that album she is touring for this as well and I hate living in Florida sometimes because she's not coming anywhere close to me again. And um, I'm afraid I'm probably going to have to travel to go see Jenny. But uh, is, she, is she coming up here? Uh, I believe she is. Um, but of course, it's uh, during a time that I'm traveling a lot for work. So, you know. Um, all right. So speaking of new music. Did you get a chance to listen to any of the Teal album by Weezer? I, I listened to the whole thing. You don't and think I'm I'm dedicated? I, you know what? I, I you know what? I thought their their choices were yeah cheeky, and their their versions were like straight up. They didn't uh, change anything. I was disappointed. Like I Weezer in and of itself has kind of a sense of a, a sense of humor. I mean, a lot of their songs always have a little bit of a, a sense of humor to them, and then I thought they just I don't know. They made bad choices. Like I say, I wasn't even that. I know you complained about no scrubs, which I don't think that was any worse than anything else they did. I thought paranoid was a bad choice for Weezer. Um, I thought Billie Jean was a bad choice. I just um, take on me uh, that I don't know. Some of the stuff was just like it was chosen to be a joke. And then, like I say, then they played them all straight up. They didn't even. Weezer's got kind of a uh, their own unique sound, and I look forward to that. And so, to not give any personality of their own into the into the songs, and to just play these straight up covers that they're clearly not their influences. I mean, yeah, to a degree, they're everybody's influences. We all saw the Take on Me video a thousand times. We had to, right? Um, and everybody rules the uh, rules wants to rule the world. Another great song, but it's not that's not their influence. I can say I. I I thought it was a joke that didn't play well. 
Yeah, the no scrubs cover is awful. I, and and I already told you that I love Africa. That made it on my my list of uh, 2018. I do kind of like their Everybody Wants to Rule the World. I'm kind of glad that for that particular song that they 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 played it pretty straight. But yeah, I, it just didn't do much for me. So um, I know that we're going to be talking about the Blue album coming up here in a couple months. Um, that is. Can you believe it's been 25 years? <laughs> no. Great album. That is a great album. That's, I mean, that's everybody's introduction to Weezer. Yeah. And that was, what a, what a fine introduction it was. And, and we'll be, we'll be joined by my brother on that one. Cause that's like his favorite album of all time, or at least I think it is. He talked about it so much when he was a kid that I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that that's still his favorite album, but we'll, Wow. Cool. I'm just cool. curious, is Rivers Cuomo his spirit animal, though? Uh, no, that's still Brandon Flowers. Okay. And uh, just so you know, just uh, Jenny Lewis, Moore Theater, May 21st. And it's probably sold out. Oh, Moore Theater's pretty small, but I mean, I'm sure I could get tickets. I'll have to, I'll have to check my calendar then. All right, let's follow up on some earlier episodes. So... We just did our episode with Ira Elliott from Not A Surf. Talked about Regatta de Blanc. I talked about Visions of the Night. That was a B-side by the police. Did you have a chance to listen to that? I listened to it during uh, research week. I listened to all the B-sides. Why didn't you say something? Uh, Well, trying to talk uh, (laughs) in a conversation that involves Ira Elliott is difficult. That guy is nonstop. I love it. He's... I. He's one of my favorite people to listen to, but uh, wow, I it's hard to uh, it's hard to wiggle yeah. in there. Yeah. I had totally forgotten that I had listened to it um, a couple weeks ago. So where would that have fallen in your scoring if that song was actually on Regatta de Blanc? Um, pretty, pretty middle of the road. Cause I do like that song better than obviously um, some, you know, my low, my lower choice. Better like, song uh, than bed's too big without you. Since you gave that a three. Um, I, I like it better than that song. Yes. I don't, I felt bad when he said that was his favorite song. Cause I guess I, I just didn't dig his, I don't, like I say, I don't have a level of knowledge that he has number one, but <laughs> that song just seemed boring to me. Like, right. I don't know. It just, it's crazy, but I like visions of the night that I, I, that's one of the, I would have put that higher on the top half anyway. All right. All right, we did uh, a few months ago, we did an episode for the Counting Crows, August and Everything After. We commented during that episode that the album was named after a song that actually didn't even make the album. And I guess Adam Duritz never thought that the song was ever completely finished. Well, it's finally done. 
and it is absolutely gorgeous. Uh, first time I watched the video, um, I started to tear up a little bit. I will admit it's a, it is a nearly nine minute long song. Um, and I may have played the song seven or eight times the first day I watched it. Um, lyrically, Adam did make some changes. I did do a little research on that. You can listen, you can listen to his podcast that he does with James Campion. Um, he does talk about it at length. He did leave off some lyrics and then he added some, the deleted included. So I'm going down to Los Angeles to plead for my immediate release. And the lawyer says, yeah, we'll let you go, but you got to give us a better reason than please, please, please. That definitely did not make it on the final, the, uh, the, the final cut. Um, but there are some really good, good lyrics in that. Uh, I'm living in a dog town and it's a Dalmatian parade. I changed my spots over and over, but they never seem to fade away. I just great, great imagery. I, I just really, I really dug that song. And I know that it's, um, it's just February, but I expect that that song will be on my top 10 listened list of, uh, of 2019. Your, uh, your thoughts on the, on the song. Yeah. It seemed like a long time to wait for a mediocre song. Uh, I did. Yeah. Oh, ow. He sounds old and tired and I couldn't believe this is the guy who wrote Omaha. Um, it just, it seemed like the cadence was off, like the music, the, the, the melody. And then his, his singing just didn't seem like they were on the video helped. Cause when I originally it popped up on my, uh, Amazon music and I thought, Oh, cool. You know, we, we were just talking about this a few months back. And so I listened to it and I'm like, what the hell? And then you went on. And then when you said something, I was like, oh, shit, I hated that song. And so I listened to it again and I saw something where you said something about the video. So I thought, well, sometimes listening, sometimes watching the video and listening helps, which it did a little bit, but very little. You know, I'm going to stop texting you about songs that I find gorgeous because you know, you said on a previous episode where you're like, no, no, no. Uh, there was a time. There was a time when if you said, I like this song that Wayne would just immediately say, nope, that song sucks. I think you're back that's to not, form, my friend. I, that's not true. I, first of all, it's I think never been I, true, but it's not true now. It is. It is. It has been true a lot. Uh, just, just the fact that, uh, nah, I'm, I, I was I was going to start talking about Toto again. But <laughs> never mind. <laughs> not it's just not worth it. It's not worth me having this uh, this argument with you anymore. It's just not worth it. So, well, I'm 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 saddened to hear that that you didn't have the same experience with that song that I did. So, I I loved it. You're going to have to listen to it again here in a couple months cuz I know that it's going to be on my top songs of 20, 2019. Well. Uh, I will take, I'll take that as a warning. All right. Let's, let's talk about uh, some upcoming episodes. So coming up next week, we've got pretty in pink soundtrack. Um, are we finally going to get our notes in order for, uh, for Dookie? <laughs> I, I, and I like, thought that was next. So I've been listening to Dookie a little bit I, during I, the week. I, I feel like this is becoming like our running joke where it's like, and next week is going to be Dookie. And then just kidding. It's not a bad idea. 
to just keep the joke running. So Wayne, what are we going to explore for next week? It's going to be Dookie. And then, yeah. yeah. And then the following week is not. I did finally watch pretty in pink though. I'd never, uh, I had never seen that movie. I don't know. I was watching that with my, with my daughter and my wife just before we started uh, recording here. So it's, uh, it's, it's on Netflix. Oh, really? It just got on Netflix a couple days ago. So, did you purchase it? Yeah, I was. I went on Amazon, and it was three nine nine to rent it or four ninety nine to buy it. So I just thought, well, I'll buy it. Everybody talks about it like it's a classic. I'll never watch it again. <laughs> I just will save that conversation. We'll have the, we'll have the conversation when we actually do the episode. So, I, I and I do want to explore a couple different interesting angles on that uh, on that episode. So we'll, uh, we'll save, save that, save that. All right. Let's talk about our singles. So what, what did you choose for your, uh, for your single of the month? This may seem a little out of left field and I don't, and I, and I guess it is, but I I chose the 1995 release by Charlie Sexton beat so lonely. Did you mean left of center? No, that was off of the, uh, by Suzanne Vega off the Pretty and Pink soundtrack. That's why that's why I threw it out there. <laughs> All right, so this is Charlie Sex. talking about john hughes movies you realize that that beat so lonely is in uh, some kind of wonderful uh you know what i and i that's another movie i didn't see all of i know i've seen parts of it it's uh, it's it's better than pretty in pink in my opinion well it would have to be uh well it has to be because it has leah thompson in it uh, yes she 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 made me feel funny back in the day like when you climb the rope in gym class. Absolutely. Tell me about Charlie Sexton. Why why'd you why'd you pick this one? You know, this was one of those guys that I thought I thought was gonna be huge. I mean, he's had a, a decent enough career. I mean, in the nineties he came out with a band called Archangels, which was uh, a really great one off turned out to be. But when I remember seeing this video, this was one of those night tracks videos. Uh, and here's this, you know, at the, I didn't realize that it was at the time only seventeen. Um He's just a great blues guitar player. He's got, you know, he's tall, thin, high cheekbones. He's got that big hair. He just, yeah, I thought this guy is going to be, you know, the next biggest thing. I mean, Keith Forsey, the guy behind uh, Billy Idol was his producer. I, this, I thought this kid couldn't, couldn't miss. So what happened? Well, you know what? I don't know. I guess um, he's a, he's a phenomenal guitarist. He worked with David Bowie. He's, Worked with Ron Wood and Keith Richards. I mean, he's been in Bob Dylan's backing band for on and off for like 20 years almost or something. I was just going to tell you, I saw him. I saw him in 2013. I didn't realize who it was, but 
um i you know i'm doing a little research on where where is charlie sexton now and i'm like oh okay he's part of dylan's band yeah has been for like i say a couple of him a couple of times he's uh stopped to do something either personal or with somebody else but for over i say i want to say it's got to be close to 20 years yeah any other uh because i i did look on spotify he does have a greatest hits album. This is, I guess, kind of like the Robbie Neville's greatest hits album. <laughs> well, his second single, uh, Impressed, was also really good. Yeah, that's that's uh, good. another one I really liked. But I think Beat So Lonely by is clearly um, his big. I mean, I think it what, made it to 17 on the top on Billboard Hot 100. Um, so it was a pretty decent hit. Yeah. But I, but I liked Impressed too. So his first two singles—that's what—that's what just made the whole thing a shock. Is his first two singles came out, and and like I say, nothing. Really. Yeah. All right. Anything else on uh, on Charlie? No. All right. And then it was you. You were look. You were kind of kind of looking around, and that's because my kid can't open or close a door without slamming it. It's like he. <laughs> It's funny as you know. It's funny as for like six six Halloweens, he was a ninja. He is the least ninja like kid I have ever met in my life. He learned nothing. Perpetrating. All right. So for this episode, I took my single of the month, a diff, a little different method. So the forty fives from our previous two episodes, largely based. Um, as my selections because I like the singles B-sides. But I've been doing a lot of research on albums that are celebrating anniversaries this year. So albums that are celebrating 50th anniversaries, 25th anniversaries. I found some albums that I thought, these kind of, this, this could be cool. Maybe we should revisit that record. And then I listen to the record and then I think, okay, maybe not. But I really do dig a song or two off of those albums. So my pick for this month is from that camp. This particular song comes from the late 60s supergroup that ended up only putting out one album. And this is Blind Faith's Can't Find My Way Home. faith or familiar with this song no actually i i had there's no way i've gone this far in my life without hearing it i just don't recall never been a huge eric clapton fan even i've even less of a steve winwood fan so i i i i'm there's no way i i mean when i heard it i was like ah this sounds like it's been played on classic rock radio for long yeah. long periods of time that i'm I'm just not, I just, and I, I would say when I did hear it, I didn't know who it was. Right. So uh, you, you made mention Eric Clapton, Steve Winwood. So they're part of this little super group, Ginger Baker, who was also part of traffic. 
um, uh, that, uh, oh, actually, Cream. no, I'm sorry. Ginger Baker was part of Cream. Uh, Rick Grack was uh, the basis for this particular super group. So Winwood wrote this. He sang lead. Um, you can hear Clapton on this. This is a little bit different for Clapton, though, because Clapton's usually um, more electric bass, and this is this is definitely acoustic. And at first, I thought this doesn't really capture Ginger Baker, because um, Ginger was was known to be this really raucous drummer, um, you know, kind of from the same camp as a you know a Keith Moon, for instance. And if you listen to the the drums, and maybe it's just because we just finished our episode with Iris, so I'm I'm listening to tracks a little bit differently with you know with some drums uh, in mind. And Ginger's really doing some some interesting things with with the kit and some other percussion on this. So just a really really great song. Um, and from from what I gather. I guess the idea of this song actually came from, um, from, from Dave Mason. He was in traffic with Steve Winwood, and I guess the Winwood had kind of lifted this a little bit. I don't know what it is about late sixties artists, <laughs> you know, stealing from you one know another. Funny? The first thing I thought of when this starts playing is they're, they're trying to capitalize on Led Zeppelin's first, album because it does have a very that acoustic thing you don't i mean led zeppelin was doing this obviously a few months earlier on their on their debut um so you know what it's 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 like a disease it's it's it was catching around that around london at that time something something there's a there and there's a lot of really great covers of this particular song um bonnie Raitt's version is is stellar joe cocker allison krauss um, there's some interesting ones as well. Uh, Swans did a did a cover of this, which is not bad. Um, they're British, uh, more of a British uh, alternative electronic band, um, and even Electronic does a cover of this, which is pretty interesting. Worst cover I heard, and I'm really kind of disappointed because I do like a lot of their music. The Sneaker Pimps version of this is just awful it's just bad um maybe maybe i'll throw a a youtube video of this on uh, on the facebook page so people can 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 understand what i'm talking about and i would say i didn't i I didn't like the joe cocker cover i like i would i thought the and i think it's because steve winwood's voice is so high that I liked the female, like Alison Krauss. I even saw another, I can't remember what her name was. I don't know if she was even famous, but um, she was playing with somebody on TV. So, um, but the female versions, uh, the female lead singers on the covers, I preferred to, to the men yeah. and uh, even particularly Steve. Wendell. Alana Davis's version is really good too. I don't know. She's not super popular, but yeah, somebody that I've have followed over the years. All right, um, we do have some some really good guests coming up. I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to leak any of those because I want to make sure that the interviews actually do happen before we 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 uh, we talk about them. But I'm I'm super excited about a couple of the guests that we have we've got coming up. 
I can't wait to find out. You know who they are. I know one of them. Uh, you know both of them. I told you about both of them. You're, you're acting as you're sure. acting as though I'm keeping you in the dark, dude. You're my co-host now. I'm I'm telling you everything. <laughs> I, I know, but you you also you forget that you send a lot of texts where you're I've reached out to so and so, and I've reached out. You do so much reaching out. I don't know who's reaching back. <laughs> I told you. All right, fair enough. I will no longer tell you who I'm reaching out to. <laughs> no, that's that's not the answer. That's not what I'm saying. Oh, all right. Well, I'm I'm. Not catching what continue can continue to reach out. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go uh, peruse my uh, text messages to see what I found out. <laughs> uh, so if you haven't given us a rating yet on iTunes, please do so. We're we are also on Instagram using the Records Revisited podcast hashtag. Um, I'm manning the Facebook page also at Records Revisited Podcast. I will tell you, I I'm not updating that quite as much as I should because Facebook Facebook you can cheat a little bit like I can I can post out there and it will ask you do you want to post it now or do you want to post it later oh I'm I'm saving up all these posts so I only have to do it like once a week and it still shows that you know when I post it it's uh it's good so and um please tell a friend about us now that we've got uh, 20 episodes under our belts, I think it might be time for me to actually do some promotion now. Hey, I'm putting, I've been, I've been telling them, I've had strong arming people at work say, hey, you know, you guys should be listening to my podcast. I need, <laughs> you want that raise? You need to, I'm going to see, I'm going to need to see those podcast numbers go up. Yeah. And maybe, maybe we'll do, maybe we'll do some kind of promotion. I've got plenty of, of extra autographed copies of cds and records that i could probably throw out there to entice people to you know spread the word i don't know maybe hey, if somebody's got a band and they want they've got a single make it the center a, a 45 episode around yeah, absolutely oh and um and speaking of uh, the promotion stuff so i don't know about you but i'm running out of original t-shirts and I know that you keep purchasing more T-shirts. <laughs> I can't help with the sickness. <laughs> you have an addiction, um, but uh, I am—I'm uh, running out of original T-shirts. I like I, I recycled one for for our last episode, um, and I—I I do still have some shirts that are in the back of the closet, which um, unfortunately my my old fat self can't fit into anymore. Um, so I, I don't really want to, um, I really want to be that, you know, fat guy in a little shirt. Uh, so, so, uh, you know, so if you are wanting to get rid of some of your old concert t-shirts and it's an XL, I'll take them off your hands. Or if you're a business or you have a band and you want some promotion, uh, send them our way. We'll, uh, we'll wear them. We will promote your band. We'll wear them out in public. Uh, even that. Yeah, exactly. All right. I think we, uh, think we covered it. I think we're about at the half hour mark, which, uh, is, is about Scott Cookson's, uh, attention span. Attention span. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anything else, uh, we, we need to bring up? Uh, uh we're covering Dookie next week, right? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. 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 We're covering <laughs> Dookie next week. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Please go support the arts. Go to a live show, buy a t-shirt of the band, 
buy a record, visit a record store, and not just on record store day. We are Records Revisit, and we are out. out.